advantage of the day. Right. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. Yeah. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Hello, Chiefs Kingdom. Welcome once again to another edition of Defending the Kingdom, our podcast that does exactly that. By the way, the Defending Kingdom is brought to you by, Defending the Kingdom is brought to you by 360 Vodka, your hometown vodka and the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, along with Chiefs reporter Matt McMullen. This is going to be a fun episode because it's going to be entitled Never Better. We're going to get into that in a second, but we have called out, we've asked you, where do you watch and or listen to Defending the Kingdom? And Actually, the results have been sometimes hilarious. It's been awesome. It's been my favorite part of looking to see where everyone's listening. So I have a whole bunch written down here. We have Sam. His flight was canceled in Dallas, so he joined us to pass the time. Pretty cool in the Dallas It's part of anger management with that, too. He just calms you down. Like, okay, dude, it's okay. We're going to get you on a plane. Just simmer down, Sam. When football's almost here, so we can talk about it (laughs) and help Sam get to his flight. Uh, Michael doing laundry. Anthony eating lunch in Oklahoma City. So the kingdom is bigger than just Kansas City, obviously. Goes down to Oklahoma. Sure. Uh, Vicky was working at a Colorado State Park. It's the same thing right there. Out in Broncos country. Uh, defending the kingdom out in Broncos country. Love it. Uh, Matt was walking around a track watching his nine-year-old learn football for the first time. This wasn't you, though. This was another Matt. It's the second most common name in America. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, I don't know where Mitch is down, like 409. <laughs> but uh, so walking around the track with a nine-year-old. Yeah, that's good. yeah. And then one individual, I will not say their name for uh, uh, secretive purposes, but was using the restroom listening to us. So there we go. Okay. I won't ask one or two. That's okay. So if you want to listen to and watch Defending the Kingdom while you're doing – I mean, it's a biological function here. Yeah. Come on, let's go. It's not – it's this – you know. So, yeah. So where are you watching and or listening to Defending the Kingdom? I got one from Cameron Black, who's famous. Love Cameron. As, as the blind quarterback. We know him. Loves the Chiefs. Uh, and he works at Alpha Point. If people saw the 360 uh, NFL 360 feature a couple of years ago on Cameron, but he says, I listen while I work at my desk at the call center at Alpha Point. I do paperwork. I'm waiting on calls with an earbud sneaked up to, uh, under my headset and into my ear and with the podcast playing. Now, that sounds like maybe something you wouldn't want your supervisor to see. That's like the old yeah. kid in school, you know, listen, listen to the World Series back in the old days with the teacher thumping you on the head. Yeah, but I mean, come on. It's Chief's Kingdom and it's Cameron. Cameron's like a celebrity. Oh, yeah, he's, he is the blind quarterback. So shout out to Cameron and the folks at Alpha Point. Actually, it's an amazing place. We'll get into that yeah. sometime. All right, let's get into this episode of Defending the Kingdom. Some of you thought you would get fantasy football picks here. We'll save that for somebody else. Uh, we're going to talk about why this week, this week, uh, in this last full week of August, is a historic week for many reasons in the Chiefs' kingdom. But the biggest reason is... G-E-H-A Field at Arrowhead Stadium. This Defending the Kingdom is entitled Never Better. Because honestly, Matt, you and I grew up with this iconic venue. And it when, when everything's done, they're going to get into with this Defending the Kingdom podcast discussion. You will know why that G-E-H-A Field at Arrowhead Stadium has never been better. It's never been better. And first of all, you're right. We're both from this area. So we grew up going there and that was our spot. And uh, it was not just a destination for us. It was kind of like home. That's what it was. I mean, going to a game was like going home for me. And especially when I moved away and after the year that we've all had where we couldn't pack it like we normally do 
to go back, and especially after having two preseason games where it, they were both on the road, to have everybody back to go enjoy Chiefs football again is going to be special. And just to be out there and to feel the the true might of GEHA feel the Arrowhead is going to be a blast. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I just can't wait to get back there. I mean, it feels like it's been forever, hasn't it? It's been, it seems like forever, yes. Uh, and really, with this many fans, it hasn't been since the AFC Championship game of the 2019 season. Yeah. Uh, the first AFC Championship and Lamar Hunt Trophy, because it's really been like since then that it's been like this. The first part of this, you're going to have some fun. So bear with us. We're going to kind of nerd out on history here. But without the GEHA field at Arrowhead Stadium being built, there would be no Kansas City Chiefs. Now, here we go. Lamar Hunt, it, it's been famous. He's going to – the Dallas Texans in the AFL and the Dallas Cowboys of the NFL, somebody's got to go, right? They made, so, Lamar Hunt is leaving. Where does he go? Well, it appears now, when you look at the historical accounts of it, he's looking at either Kansas City or New Orleans. He decides to come to Kansas City. Actually, brought him in for a Kansas City A's baseball game to do a site visit, and they were playing the Yankees. Nobody went to the A's games because they were terrible. <laughs> they were the, the Now they're the Oakland A's. When the Kansas City A's were here from 1955 to 1967, they never finished above, like, next to last. All right. But when the Yankees came to town, packed. So Lamar saw it and go, wow, this is great. The Chiefs became the Chiefs in 1963, and they played an old municipal stadium. Old Municipal Stadium at 22nd in Brooklyn. If you're in the Chiefs Kingdom, you can go by it. I love to go by there and just stop. It's called Monarchs Plaza now. But it's beautiful. 49,002 was the uh, capacity after originally when the Chiefs came here, it was 35,000. I mean, they were putting up bleachers, temporary bleachers, <laughs> pogo sticks, and it just wasn't adequate for what the new NFL was going to be, and that's the AFL-NFL merger announced in 1967, came into effect in 1970 season. But there was an edict given. If you did not have a stadium capacity of 50,000 fans, you're gonzo. New Orleans still did not have a team then. The Saints did not come into existence until 1967. So now the heat's on, Matt. <laughs> that I mean, Lamar Hunt and Kansas City's got to figure this out, or it's going to be the New Orleans Chiefs or Saints. And they couldn't find a place in Kansas City to build it. They were talking about building it. So Jackson County came to the forefront, and they decided on the east end of town, basically, they're going to build this complex with what is now Kauffman Stadium. But if GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium was not built, the Chiefs could have left town as soon as 1967. Yeah, and it really shows what a visionary Lamar Hunt was, right? <sighs> because – once he had the plot of land to build the stadium, think of how revolutionary the stadium was compared to what other venues were like at the time. So I wrote some things down here. The whole idea of the Truman Sports Complex, having both stadiums right next to each other, that was no one else had ever done that before. That was the first time that it ever happened where you had two uh, a sports complex with two stadiums right next to one another in a city. So really cool. The Truman Sports Complex was a first of its kind. Also, the way people may not realize this because we talk about how loud GEHA field at Arrowhead is, but it was designed to keep noise in. I mean, you look at the stadium, there's no breaks. There's no open areas where noise can escape. It was designed so noise would swirl around. So we have the loudest fan base in the NFL, and when you have a stadium that keeps all the noise inside, it keeps it loud. If you look at other stadiums around the league right now, I can think of a few off the top of my head, like the uh, Gillette Stadium in New England. Um, we were just at Levi Stadium in San Francisco. Beautiful stadiums, but they have large openings where noise can escape. 
And GEHA Field of Arrowhead wasn't built that way. It was built so no, no sound is escaping. The only way it can go is up. So that's something that was really interesting about the way the stadium was designed. Also, the way that the uh, upper decks, how steep they are. You can't build stadiums like that anymore. And it helps uh, when you're the opposing team, you feel like the crowd is right on top of you. And it's a college atmosphere. And it's one of the things that makes um, the stadium so exciting. So really interesting looking back at it, how what a visionary Lamar Hunt was designing the stadium, making sure it wasn't just a great place to enjoy a game, but it was helping the team win. And we see that, what, all these years later. It was way ahead of its time. This is the 50th season that football will be played at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. The, it was August 12, 1972, when they played the preseason opening game, and it was barely open there. I mean, it, they'd been working on it for two years, but barely opened the doors uh, to get that game in. But Charles Deaton was the architect of GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium and was brilliant. Yeah. Because you talked about the noise. Also, the sight lines of those upper deck seats are awesome. Yeah, it's great. And we know we both know fans, that, and we've sat there in the 300 level, going, "Well, this is a pretty good seat." Yeah, you know, um, I think I got the worst seat in the place now. I'm 13 stories above <laughs> the field, calling the game. But those 300 level seats are amazing. So Charles Deaton, ironically from Denver, was the designer of this stadium. So I know who knew. And then Kivett and Myers, the architects, were involved in GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. And they were the precursor, a lot of them, a lot of the architects at the time then ended up being at Populous, which is now, of course, uh, the famous architecture firm, which is headquartered here, but has had impact throughout the world. So you're right. It's a marvel. And some people, I mean, it's, it's the old phrase. It's so old school, it's new school. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, people are like, well, how do you get that sound? How do you get the sight line so good and get this high in the stadium? And and now we know why. It's just brilliant architecture and a brilliant design. And what I love about it is it seems like everywhere else, stadiums get recycled every 20 years. I mean, a stadium is no longer state-of-the-art, so you tear it down, you build a brand-new stadium, and everyone goes to that stadium, and 20 years later, you tear it down. It's a cycle that we see across the league. Well, GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium has been the same for the most part this entire time. The thing is, we've renovated it almost every year, particularly the last couple decades. It's had major renovations almost every year. So you can maintain the same bones the, the structure that's so important and special to all of us, the same place where all these memories have occurred, where you grew up going to games, but with renovations. And what's awesome about it is you can keep the mystique of it all, why it's a destination for people, and make it an awesome experience that's state-of-the-art with the rest of the league. What's amazing is we go to other stadiums, and our stadium, even though it's 50 years old, feels brand new compared to other stadiums around the league, and it has the mystique factor, um, this grand feeling of a landmark destination. And that's the amazing blend that we have with GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium is that you can't just create a destination venue. It has to have the memories and the experiences and the crazy classic games and um, you go into the game with your friends. That's what makes it what it is. And then to have all the renovations we've had over the last several years, like the press box, for example. I mean, where, where you call the game wasn't there 11 years ago. So you can keep adding on to it and making it such a great venue, and we're seeing that over the last couple of years uh, as well. We'll get into that a little bit more when we close the podcast about where it goes from here and its place as an iconic venue. We're talking about GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Never better, never better with the renovations that are in place and then also uh, the dedication this week of GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Now, the original capacity of Arrowhead Stadium, GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium in 1972 was 78,097. Wow. So the capacity of Kansas, of Kansas City Stadiums <laughs> went from 49 to 78 in a single year. Wow. 
the biggest crowd was against the Raiders in that very first year. Of course it was. 82,094. That's 4,000 <laughs> more people. Where, where did those 4,000 people set for that Raiders game on November the 5th of that year? They probably didn't sit. <laughs> they no, and they wedged him in there somehow, and the fire marshal was given a uh, you know vacation. He'd go to the Smithville Lake and go fishing. Now the capacity, to your point, with all the renovations, 72,936. So to be ADA compliant, um, making it you know, a little more uh, compatible for the fans, it actually has lost in these 50 seasons about 6,000, about 5,000 capacity. But the noise is even more so now, I think. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that was the thing about last year. Listen, it wasn't the same last year. I'll just go out and say that. But still, even with a limited capacity last year, it was still loud. Because naturally, Chiefs fans are loud. That's just the way it is. And that's amazing. That's what makes Chiefs Kingdom so special. But yeah, that, you can maintain that noise over the last 50 years. It's amazing. And, you know, so I was born in 1993. I know I'm an infant here. But <laughs> I can go back and watch footage of, like, when John Elway couldn't hear himself think. And I think about the 90s, and I go back and watch uh, footage of those games, and that's when it really became what it was. Uh, you know, the I mentioned the mystique of it all. That's when it became an iconic venue because people couldn't hear themselves think. Penalties are being called because the, the crowd is too loud. And how it's been able to carry that over into generations is something that, that I think is so cool because the first game I ever went to was in 2005, and I didn't go to the John Elway games. I didn't remember those games, but I knew growing up, it's my job to go to a game and be loud because of the generations before me that taught me that. And, you know, I'm, I'm married now. Whenever I have kids, I'll teach them the same thing. So I think that's where the important part of why it being the same stadium over the years is so important because if you, the, the teams that build new places every 20 years, you kind of lose that. You kind of lose that culture because it's not the same. But when you have the same amazing place for 50 years and people have lived and died and had kids and they've all gone to games together and taught them how to be fans, that passes on to generations. And uh, that's why I think it's just so special being a Chiefs fan, because at the center of it all is GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium, which we all um, go to and call home. We have to give props to when you're in your infancy, <laughs> because Arrowhead Stadium built and, and opened up in 1972. Let's be honest. It was, it was a dry time for Chiefs winning. There were some exceptions. The Marv Levy's team of the, of the early 80s, if they didn't have a strike, that team was going to be good. Then the loss of Joe Delaney. But no playoff games, no playoff wins, not much of anything from 72 to when Marty Schottenheimer showed up in 1989. But then the 90s hit. We need to mention the 90s and then GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium because you're right, that Monday night football game is so historic where Jim Kelly couldn't hear. They're trying to run a, a um, no-huddle offense. And John Elway couldn't hear, and he's begging the ref, to, and they're threatening the crowd with a uh, charging the Chiefs' timeouts, <laughs> which is like pouring gas on the fire. Yeah. But those years, when you look, there have only been three undefeated home seasons by the Chiefs at GEHA Field in Arrowhead Stadium. Two were right there in the 90s. The 95 team? 8-0 at home. The 97 team, 8-0 at home. Tony Gonzalez, rookie seasons. Now, they also were <laughs> losses at home in the postseason, two excruciating losses to the Colts in a divisional playoff game in 95, and then in 97, a loss to the Broncos, the Bronco team that went on to win the Super Bowl with John Elway. But they said that's the game that they didn't know if they could get by, but they did. But the 90s, we got to give its due here yeah. uh, to Marty Schottenheimer, to Carl Peterson. People like Tim Conley uh, that turned Arrowhead Stadium 
into what we think of it now today and we expect every time and you're right fans now go going we've got to get some false start penalties <laughs> or you're telling your kids kids it, i'll buy you some cotton candy you've got to get a false start penalty on the browns but it was really the 90s when GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium really started pegging the lights. And, and we're going down such a rabbit hole here, but that's the whole point of this <laughs> podcast, right? Is is uh, what I love so much about winning the Super Bowl was that those 90s teams, they don't get the credit they deserve because, no. because of the playoff losses. And we know that. They're one of the winningest regular season teams in the 90s. One of the best teams in football in the 90s. Didn't get it done in the playoffs, and it's a bummer because we don't remember those teams, at least nationally, as great teams, even though they were, at least in the regular season. But when we, when we won the Super Bowl, we were able to bring all of those teams in, and they were all a part of it. You could bring them to the game. They were able to feel like they were a part of that win, and that's what is so special about this organization. It gets back to the whole point about why we love Chiefs Kingdom and we love GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium because of that family and that culture. So we're going down this rabbit hole, Mitch, but we could do this for another three hours if you wanted to. And if you want to know who to take on your fantasy league, just hit Matt. <laughs> just hit him on Twitter. He'll tell you who to take. Uh, but we're having some fun with this one because it's a historic week. Um, on Thursday this week, a dedication with GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium becoming part of it. Uh, and also, we're going to get to the renovations here very shortly of why it's never better. This venue is never better and why it's turning into one of the world's most iconic sports venues. Now, let's crunch a few more numbers here. Why not? Which both of us like to do, and you're Matt Stat. You're the human flash drive. All right. Interesting. Only one other undefeated season in this time at home we talked about 95 and 97 it was that 2003 year yeah. where the Chiefs started 9-0 and they ended up 8-0 at home and lost in the playoffs to the Colts but only three undefeated teams coach Reed has never been undefeated at Arrowhead Stadium nor has Patrick Mahomes they do have some good numbers though oh which boy. I dove into yes 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 here. so coach Reed at home and this includes the London game I think because we were at yeah. home for that game right at home that counts as okay. a London game so. okay so taking that game out then 51 and 20 Pretty good since 2013. Really 17 and 7 against divisional opponents. All right. Only three losses against divisional opponents since 2015. All kind of crazy fluke losses, too, because yep. one of them was the Chargers game on the last play of the game, the two point conversion. Two point conversion. And then the uh, Jamal Charles fumble against the Broncos way back in 2015. You mentioned the upper deck. I was in, like, if you imagine the upper deck, you know, in one of the corners, there's like two seats. I was in one of those two seats for that game. At the very top. At the very top. There's and no better view. You were with your wife now? Uh, no, you were not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. That's for John, who's still on the toilet listening to this, <laughs> and somebody's going, hey, get off the toilet. Yeah. This is your wife going, well, who were you with in those two seats? Yeah, you know, we're not going to talk about that. But, but this we, is up we on we the point. The game. Yeah. yeah, everybody goes, you look at the point, right? It's up on the point at of the, the very corner point. of the end. Yeah, there's two there's seats. There's two seats <laughs> in every corner. And, and you were in those seats. Yeah, and you're next to the guy that, ha that controls, like, the spider cam. Yeah. He's right there. He was like, how's it going? And just deploys the spider cam. <laughs> it was a weird experience. But you can see everything. See, plays develop. Um, but that was a bummer of a game. But uh, some good news about the Chiefs at home. Patrick Mahomes is 22-5. and five. Isn't that amazing? 22-5. and five. None of those losses were by more than eight points. Also 13-1 and one in his last 14. And he loves playing at home. So I, after the Arizona game, I asked him, I was like, how excited are you just to get back home and play in front of Chiefs Kingdom? And like his face just lights up and he's like, I cannot wait to play in front of our fans. And also just more of our fans because, you know, it was limited last year. So you can actually play in front of the entire kingdom. Uh, the guy can't wait. And he actually said that he needs Coach Reed to calm him down a little bit because <laughs> it's a preseason game. It's preseason game three, but he's juiced up, ready to go because he's Patrick Mahomes playing in front of his fans. So 
it's going to be a lot of fun. I know he'll be fired up, maybe a few deep balls. We'll see how it plays out. But uh, he is excited to be back home. I was talking with Coach Reed this week about it uh, in a private conversation. And he just he, he said, I'm getting chills down my back even just talking about it. And he's think about where he's coached. He coached at Green Bay and Lambeau with that great staff of Mike Holmgren. Then he was in Philly, right, from the link, uh, and then moving on to their new stadium. And now um, with being here at Arrowhead Stadium, but he just said it's just a privilege to be standing there on that sideline to coach at GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. So it, And he just said how an impact it has on the guys. Yeah. But there's times I think we've seen the guys get a little too amped up. You're talking about <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, like just bring it down a notch because we know what he's like uh, when he gets revved up. Uh, so, yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a privilege for these guys to play on that field. Now, it is a big week, and the naming rights with GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Let's talk about the impact of that and why it's important. Now, let's be honest here. There's some coffee shop talk. Not everybody liked that. Just leave it Arrowhead Stadium, right? But we now know, because we've been around GEHA, the company, for a couple of years now. That company's awesome. People didn't even know about it. Lee Summit-based company, worldwide impact. But for them to make the commitment to join with this franchise is something that has become necessary to win in the National Football League. Yeah. Coach Reed always asks, one, is this going to help us win? And two, what does it do to help the resources so we can win? And GHA Field is on board with both accounts. Yeah, and so you're, you're thinking within that realm. So you want to find a partner that represents what this team represents and what this organization represents, and most importantly, understands the organization. So what you don't want to happen is you don't want to find some big national brand that has their headquarters in New York that then slaps their name on the stadium because they don't understand who we are. They don't understand what this team is about, what the players stand for and represent. And truthfully, we see that now in other, oh, other yeah. places a lot. A hundred percent. So how special is it that you find a partner right down the road that mm. has its roots in Kansas City, started in Kansas City? They're Chiefs fans. They grew up Chiefs fans, and they love this team. They love what it's all about, and they understand what it's all about. And when you can have a true partnership like that, because that's what it is, it's a partnership, you can accomplish amazing things. And we're going to accomplish amazing things with them over the next however many years. And it, it, it really began two years ago, like you said. That's the important thing is finding a partner that gets it. And these guys get it. Great point. It, it, so well put. They're a great employer. Uh, they have a big imp- economic impact on the Chiefs kingdom. And now for them to say, hey, we are with you in this march to move forward into the next realm of GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium is huge. It's a, it's a big deal. Now, why is Arrowhead never GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium never better? Because of some big renovations going on right now. They'll be ready right now. Let's start with the Hall of Honor. It excites me. First of all, I love the old Hall of Honor and how they did it. It was in the concourse yeah. between the upper, the lower deck and the and the um, Community America Club level. It wasn't in a freestanding building. Nothing gets the nothing gets the Royals. I love the Royals Hall of Fame, but it's Great. a freestanding building. You got to go in a door and out a door. This one, you just walk through it. And I thought it was brilliant in how they designed that. I've been involved with other Halls of Fame. There was a National Sportscaster and Sports Writer Hall of Fame that I was involved with in North Carolina. Fantastic facility. It had to shut down. Nobody. It it wasn't part of a normal flow of people. And this is like a museum in the 
middle of maybe a shopping mall. So, I mean, it's it's so well done and how they did it. And I love now the new Hall of Honor and what it's going to be. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Truth be told, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Nor have I. Yeah, Nor I haven't have seen I. it yet, but I'm envisioning I've what seen it's, renderings. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we yeah. can imagine what it's going to look like. But the, the fact of the matter is, think of all the history on this team, all the storied history. First of all, creating the AFL, all the great players that helped create that uh, the legendary history that the AFL had and then merged with the NFL. Half the NFL's history is because, ultimately, of this franchise and Lamar Hunt. It all started here. And then the decades and decades of things that have happened, of course, the last couple of years, of course, have been super exciting, but it goes all the way back to Lynn Dawson and the Super Bowl year back in 1969. So my point is, an extraordinary franchise deserves an extraordinary Hall of Honor. And you're right, what we've had for the last however many years has been awesome. But to adapt with the times, that gets back to my earlier point, to adapt with the times and to continue being state-of-the-art and keeping up with what people want, that's the important thing here. And this new Hall of Honor is going to be awesome. I cannot wait to see it. And I have a question for you. Okay. In 10 years, how many guys on this current team are in this upcoming Hall of Honor? Wow, I'd have to think about that. But it's going to be a uh, – and think about – and then guys right before this yeah. team, you've got the Derek Johnsons and the Tom Bahalis and the Jamal Charleses. Like, the floodgate's going to open here 100%. pretty soon. Yeah. And then you throw in the Tyree Kills and the Travis Kelseys. In 10 years, it won't be Patrick Mahomes. He'll still be playing. <laughs> yeah. You've got to be out for five years <laughs> to be eligible for the Hall. But there, there's others I'm leaving out here, but many. Because this – we don't – it's easy to take for granted the era in which we're living. When you look yeah. at it, it's the best it's ever been. It's the golden age. Thirty. It's the golden age of Chiefs football. Thirty-nine and nine the last three years. Six, five straight AFC West titles. Three straight AFC championship games. Two AFC championships, uh, and a Super Bowl championship. There have been another Super Bowl championship, but it wasn't all that other stuff around it. You mentioned something about the Hall of Honor that I love that we do, and I tell out-of-town fans, and many come now because of dynamic pricing, let's be honest, think of the thousands of fans that we see on the road that are Chiefs fans. Well, go back to the Vikings game of 2019 or the Packers game of 2019, <laughs> and they're going to buy they're gonna buy tickets, and they're going to dynamic pricing. There they go. They're going to get it, secondary market or otherwise. But I tell people that visit from out of town, make sure you visit our Hall of Honor. It's not just about the Chiefs. Because it really is the AFL history. Yeah. And how the AFL dramatically changed professional football in the NFL. There were no teams in the South. There were no teams south of Washington, D.C. <laughs> and here comes Houston and Dallas. And, and then eventually the NFL put in Atlanta uh, and New Orleans, right? Could have been the Chiefs. But the point is, this new Hall of Honor will not just be about the Chiefs and all of the awesome history that's happened since that Hall of Honor was put in basically in 2010. But it's also about pro football t in total, and especially the AFL. Yeah. And I love it. I've got a, I've got a fan that moved here. The Chargers were taken out from under his feet. And he's, and he's like, what? We're losing the Chargers. He moved here because he wants to be part of the Chiefs' kingdom. But he loves that part of the Hall of Honor because of the AFL history. Yeah, and we're both history nerds, so yeah. we, we love yeah. this stuff. But that's the reality of it. I remember being a kid, and I grew up in Kansas City, so obviously I'm a Chiefs fan. But when I learned one day just about all the different things that Lamar Hunt did and that this franchise did to impact professional sports just in the world, it's crazy. And, and you know, we're lucky to be a part of it, so we should be telling that story. That's what this new Hall of Honor will do. Hopefully, wherever you're listening or watching, defending the kingdom, you might be sneaking away at work, might be on lunch, you might be walking around a national park somewhere or in Colorado trying to, <laughs> you know, 
hit a scale a, a male scale a mountain uh, or the dude that's on the pot you know uh, we're just we're here for everybody but we'll close out this edition of never better uh, GEHA field at Arrowhead Stadium and why this week in specific is historic in that regard and that is and people could go back and find this uh, it's archived you go back is I did a podcast from Super Bowl 54 saying if the Chiefs won Super Bowl 54 what could that mean for the brand let's put GEHA field at Arrowhead Stadium in that vein you alluded to it earlier minutes ago because honestly whether it's Soldier Field in Chicago, which has been renovated and not, not well done, or Lambeau Field, which is the Smithsonian Institution, <laughs> well done, or Wrigley Field or a Fenway Park. Yeah. There's a charm to it, but there's also you get more than just the game. To me, right now, in its 50th, going into a sixth decade, GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium almost becomes or is becoming that venue. It is, and it matches – the team, that this team is becoming a global team. And it's kind of an amazing collision. Because for one thing, think about when you go abroad and you see someone wearing a basketball jersey. It's always a Bulls jersey, right? It's a Michael <laughs> Jordan jersey. And I'm not trying to put too many expectations on Patrick Mahomes, but the reality is he's already a global superstar. People know who he is. And if you go somewhere else in the world, if you're in China or in Germany or wherever, you might see a Patrick Mahomes jersey because people know who he is because he's not only incredibly successful, he's a lot of fun to watch at the same time. When you're the NFL is trying, trying to market a star, he's the perfect guy to do it because, he, like I said, has a ton of success. He's incredibly exciting when he does it. Uh, and he has a great personality. It's perfect combination of things to be a global superstar. So you have him. You have these amazing players like Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew. You have the storied franchise, which the Chiefs are, like we've talked about for the last half hour or whatever. The Chiefs are a storied franchise that helped create what the NFL is today. And you add in GEAJ Field, the Arrowhead Stadium, which is the loudest stadium in the world. And it's had incredible moments and memories happen over the last uh, five and a half decades. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen when you have all those things collide all at once. So what it is is a tremendous opportunity for the organization to capitalize on that. And you make sure that when people come from wherever, they come from halfway around the world to go to a Chiefs game, like I said earlier about the mystique, they don't only feel the mystique and, and the ghosts of Arrowhead. They also feel, wow, this is an incredible experience. It's state-of-the-art in the league. And it's just so exciting. What a awesome time to be a Chiefs fan, to not only have all those things that I just mentioned, but also have all the stuff we're throwing into the stadium to make it more exciting. And it's awesome. So you have all these amazing things that make that are making GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium such an iconic, incredible place. And we're not just, you know, saying, hey, it's the loudest stadium in the world. You should come here. We're making it a great place to be in addition to that. So it's super exciting time to be a fan. To your point, when we went to Wembley Stadium in London in 2015, I had that feeling. Now, Wembley's been – that's a new Wembley. They've redone it, but it's still to keep – hey, Wembley Stadium, think of all the great matches that have happened here, world impact matches. And it was awesome because you felt like it was not just the game. It was an incredible, like, experience. And people now – GEHA feel that Arrowhead Stadium becomes that. Now, there's two things that are going to help this. Three things. One, you've already laid out about the team. <laughs> and we're going to do another podcast maybe later in the year we get a chance, maybe the bye week. We'll talk about – the international influence of the Chiefs and where it goes from here, okay? Yeah. And, and some of the contrived strategies for that. But 2023, the NFL draft is coming to Kansas City. The anticipation, I heard Mark Donovan talk the other night, about 300,000 people. It'll be the biggest influx of people to the 
capital city of the Chiefs' kingdom ever. Now, a lot of that's going to be – most of that's going to be downtown. But you know Arrowhead Stadium, for those 300,000 fans that are going <laughs> to visit, they're going to want to see Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, that's the whole point. And they want to – like, where is it? What is it? Oh, my gosh, this is it. There it is. And that's one. Two, there's a real chance that part of the legs of the World Cup in 2026 will be in Kansas City. And you know where those will be. Yeah. So you can accommodate <laughs> 73,000 fans. So Arrowhead – GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium – Launches this week with its new name and these new renovations. But you talk about the next 10 years of who's going to be in the Hall of Honor. The next 10 years for the Never Better Stadium could be big for the grounds. It, it could be. And we mentioned how this is the golden age of Chiefs football, right? How often do you have the golden age of a certain team, but it's because it's a certain team just caught lightning in a bottle or it's a quarterback toward the end of his career. And that golden age doesn't last very long, is my point. Patrick Mahomes is 25. Can you imagine the memories and the things that we're going to see over the next 10 years at mm. GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium? I think about just the last couple of years. Honestly, his run against the Titans, the 28-yard touchdown run, it's one of my favorite plays of all time. It's not even number one because you have, of course, Wasp wasn't actually at uh, the stadium, but uh, that's probably the best play in Chiefs history. But then you also have um, the Titans play. You have all the plays against the Texans. You have all these different things. This has only been a couple of years. Imagine the memories and the things that we're going to see over the next five to ten years in having it at a place like GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium where we know um, we've seen so many special things over the, the decades. The things that are going to happen moving forward is what I'm excited about. I can still see the podium being wheeled out January of 2020, 2019 season, AFC Championship, Kansas City Chiefs. As I mentioned, the team that Lamar Hunt found that has just won Lamar Hunt's trophy on the stadium that was Lamar Hunt's dream. And those moments, that moment, I think is just the door flying open for many more like it. Yeah, it sure is. And we're going to see that over the next 12 years, hopefully, and I can't wait. Lamar Hunt's dream continues on, heading into a sixth decade, and new dreams will be made. The stadium has never been better, and we can't wait for you to see it all. It's the new GEHA field at Arrowhead Stadium. He's Matt McMullen. I'm Mitch Holtis, our Defending the Kingdom podcast brought to you by 360 Vodka, Kansas City's homemade vodka and the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs. We will indeed see you at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.